Okay, it is Saturday morning. It's January 18th, I believe. 8.36, this is Buddy's owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walks. And uh, I'll probably take a different tactic today. I'm not sure how this is gonna go, let's see. It's uh, typical Arizona sunshine morning. And it's 44 degrees. And I'm about to walk by this morning. I had a discussion this week with a writing coach, and this book, this book coming out. Not sure what the title is. It's about the Holy Spirit, right? So I'm not smoking. So here's the practical thing about the discussion I've been told I need to speak clearly, with clarity, on what this book is all about. What is this book all about? So, some of my inspiration gentlemen done a lot of public speaking. Has like an hour-long podcast once a while. Goes on tour, gives talks. Has a following. I don't. You know, I'm reluctant. But I do have something to say. someone that I thought would understand when I just put it out there that hey I think I can use these practices. But only one deep friend would be able to comment on that. And it's starting to begin. Look I have thoughts commentary. And now you just blow them out. So in the spirit of I'm reminded with something to say, there's this is like a seven hour course on and there's probably a lot of fun broken up into five seconds, so like an hour or two. And it gets like that. So with something to say, one of the first, very first comments I don't want this to be about me. Uh, I humbly have to say, I guess,
that hard to secret or hide it or not talk about it. But I still felt like I had to hide it. Or I just didn't want it to be focused. Including others for what they think are good reasons. They they don't have a concern for including others. They're just like my weakest strength is harmony. Like I don't, I'm not interested in harmony. What I mean by that is, I think we can all be together. And I struggle with that because I know I was told by an English guy, like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta allow other people to have opinions. But opinions tend to my world, my world, my world. Opinions to me tend to not a weird thing that I So if someone had a strong opinion about something, it's, it's inevitably I grew up with it. It's arguing the other side of that, right? Debating. So the debater style is arguing the other side. So, and I'm like, well, why do I do that? Because of So my only resolution to that greatly is that Try to be inclusive is to force, like, hey, you've got to agree with my opinion, and if you don't, you're an idiot, right? So then that's typically the battle in the world of opinions. And, but I'm not harmonious, so theoretically I should be fine with other people's opinions. So maybe, I don't know, maybe so that maybe that's part of my growth here. Is that uh, I have to get comfortable with other people's opinions, include them though. So in other words, some of my responses to strong people that express strong opinions as if 
this is the only way, then then I feel like, well, that's an exclusive And unfortunately, that's where, that's what politics probably is. But I've probably been too attentive. I used to think I really was, but I don't know if I really am. Somehow in my brain, I hear this person saying something, and I mistakenly translate that to, oh, well, half the country or half the world believes this way, and I don't think it's wrong because it's exclusive, so that's not being inclusive, so that guy's got to be put down, you know, so that it can that extreme view one way or the other has to be put down because then we're not being exclusive. Now, probably in a rational mind, if I could get myself to that point, very tricky. I'd say like, well, all right, many of you do this already real well. You probably already just like, well, yeah, that's some dude's opinion on TV. I got other things to do. I'm moving on. My weakness is I'm in my head. Why so, I get energy from but I get energy and even if the routine task is um, results in something cool, I still I'm not that interested in the routine task. But there's a lot of people that do. There's a lot of people that operate and they want they want food. So what makes them happen? Morning. This is the car. Alright. Good morning. Morning. not being recognized stuff. So then I bring it up and nobody, well not nobody, but I haven't found the audience that's interested in the Holy Spirit, right? So some may say, well that's, that's kind of awesome. 
a kind of a more of a global view. There's seven billion people on the planet. It's not just America. something negative about Germany. It probably really wouldn't, you know, even I romanticize Germany. But they do have some issues as well, some weirdness. And I probably don't appreciate my wife's cousin who talked about the, the nightish level. Who, because there are 80 million people packed in a small area. Other people who who want to be harmonious, right? So they want to have it. We all agree, I think, right? And I'm saying, like, well, no, let's not push these all agree on things. Let's push the that's not important. So. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's talk about it. Really important. Which is God, right? God loving people. So I was in a church this week for a career connector thing. And it said, love God, love people. And me being me, the contrarian, I'd be like, well, um, I would say, first let's love people, and by loving people, we're loving God. And, you know, depending on how you view them, I can say, well, okay, I can God by loving you. 
Michael, I get it. You're not criticizing them. You're just making it better. You know? And I guess, you know, you know, people are kind of like, well, we made the sign. But this is a But these are the things that I do. I do those. It's a total improvement. Makes it better. And I'm really a part of dangerous soil. I don't know if it's dangerous or not, but I'm just expressing myself. So that's where my brain is at. I didn't have a very good night last night. Ruminating over this email I received from uh, a guy that just doesn't seem to express uh, all my energy and keep keep beating on it but he's not interested in listening so most of you so back to something I'm medium so there's so my back and what's my fire
Priscilla and Aquila had to pull Apollos aside and teach him more accurately. they fully living it out and it's such a difficult battle for me to struggle with this. probably takes three hours to read if you're fast, maybe less. But it's getting to that three minute, one minute talk, three minute talk, and uh, the full length. And I may have to break it up into points, which people do, like three points. And I may just have to have a one minute on this point, one minute on that point, one minute summary point, and just be, I'm probably going to have to get my mind wrapped around uh, being clear, having clarity, short to the point, and just go with it. It's really hard to do. A lot of that is just
So my burning So we're about 32 minutes in, 33 minutes in. I set up the, uh, I set up this, what I'm about to do now. And basically it's just somebody comes up to me and says, so what is your book about? And I'm gonna try a 30 second version, starting right now. Okay, yeah, the book is called The Six Sola, which is Spiritu, sola spiritu ambulatio, which is Latin for walking in the spirit. And I believe that God, through his word, through Paul, has told us to seek, seek, uh, and I just got interrupted by the German shepherd. That's part of the problems with live walking the dog podcast. <laughs> so let me try it again. Here we go. I'm going to do a 30-second version of... So what is this book about? Well, I entitled the book Six Sola because I believe there's some foundational uh, teachings that came out of the Reformation, which are uh, Sola Scriptura, by the Word alone, and Sola Fide, and there's three others, but those are two foundational principles that we've been living with for 500 years. And I actually think... We need a sixth one, which is sola spiritu ambulatio, which is walking in the spirit. And it's about transformation, not reformation. So that was 30 seconds. Okay. And I'm going to practice getting clarity on that. And I can tell already I have so many ideas in my head that I'm going to have to practice these things to get it clear. Because I probably wear out the patience of other people. And they just want a quick answer, right? So here we go again. So what's this book about? Okay, well, in my life journey, I feel like I've struggled to try to figure out this Reformation thing. I grew up in a Catholic family with a faithful uh, Roman Catholic father, and my mother was Presbyterian, and we were raised Lutheran. So I've had a lot of experience with various denominations. And yet... I know there's the message has got to be consistent and that we've just got various versions of the same thing. And this Reformation can continue for on and on. It's been going on for 500 years. But I really feel that personally I need to transform and I have to stop trying to reform other people. And I think the church today actually suffers from trying to uh, make their brand or their their version of the one message exclusive to them and they continue to reform themselves and reform groups but this is about God's calling on the individual the personal transformation now that took a minute and 15 seconds that's a little bit longer than I want. And I can feel in my mind being pulled to other main points in the book. 
if I can see where discipline, I'm going to have to bring the discipline to messaging. Because the listener is going to be like, okay, I just want one minute. I want 30 seconds. That's it. What you about. And then, and really, that's all the 30 second version I should probably just pop out and get better at it. Because all they want to do is say, this is what it's about. And hopefully that will spark interest for people to go first. So, okay, so we're practicing. Boom, boom, boom. It's January 18th, and I've got a call with a PR person um, in March 17th. So I've got two months to continue working on a short blurb. And I'll probably, since I love to type things up, I'll probably have to type up like these one, two-minute versions, three-minute versions. But I kind of like what's happening. Let me try another one. In 15 seconds, let me try another one. One minute one. Because I have something else to say. <laughs> Here we go. So what's this book about? Well, I start the book out uh, at the resurrection. And I'm just fascinated by John, his gospel. And Jesus is raised from the dead. And Mary shows up, and she thinks he's, she's speaking to the gardener of all things. Can you imagine that? Here she is, uh, spending all his time with him. He's resurrected, and she doesn't recognize him, thinks he's the gardener. And then Peter, even, who denied Christ three times, is restored uh, in the last chapter of the gospel. And what does he do? He uh, is restored, and immediately Jesus says, well, here's what's going to happen to you, Peter. And Peter goes into, well, what's going to happen to John? And the most significant question ever from Jesus is, what is that to you? In fact, you follow me. So I've made an acronym out of it. Witty Witham. What is that to you? You follow me. So that was one minute. And I, I love that story. That's part of the story of the relationship. I call that the grin relationship. God is not asking us to be like other people, and yet our ministers, because they're teaching, and unfortunately they, they think the way they're living is the right way to live, and they communicate that, that we're called to imitate them, and they're not really good. And with my critic mind, I can see, well, that's not healthy. That's not a good way to live. It may work for them, but it's not going to work for me. And I resent the implication that this is what I do, what you should do. And that reminds me of something in my book. So, what is the book about? Okay, so the book is really about walking in the Spirit. And what does that mean? We're all called to follow God, follow the the Lord, and He's given us His Holy Spirit. So we are not to expect others to be like us. So I see my role here as not as a teacher. This book is not a book to teach you anything. It's to coach you, to encourage you to walk in the Spirit and also lay out one method that I found that I relate to to help me walk in the Spirit. And it's just to observe all the times in the New Testament where the Spirit is involved. In fact, when I stood back and looked at it, I was shocked that over two-thirds of the chapters in the New Testament outside of the Gospels and Revelation, speak of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit. And yet, in the church communities I've been in, it seems to be more about accuracy, about Jesus being knowledgeable, having the right answers, the right beliefs. And it's almost as if God is no longer alive. That's what it communicates to me. And uh, there, I went over a minute there. 
and I have more to say there. So I probably have to, again, uh, put some discipline to this, which is not a strength of mine. And I haven't met anybody really, except for writing coaches, they're saying, like, do a Pomodoro, right? 25 minutes, do it, boom, okay, do it. So I, I need, almost need external people. Discipline is not a strength. I mean, I can talk, you know I can talk. And, uh, I gotta bring more Probably resistance because, in some ways, I don't think uh, I, I honestly don't think the enemy is God. We don't believe in God or the spirit that uh, the spirit of God as we have. In fact, in my frustration last night, I was looking up that our our uh, our battles are not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces. And So if I make him the flesh, my enemy, that's not true. And earlier this week I said, well, we don't really have enemies, right? So um, John says to love one another. So again, if you're listening to this podcast, this is where I remind you that, uh, yeah, love, I'm trying to love one another. Don't tell me you're a Or tell me your opinion, but say, you know, say, hey, it's not for everyone. Right. Can I hold myself to that? Okay, I can do that. Anyway, perception. So back to the spirit. Yeah, so loving your enemies. struggled last night because I felt like, wow, this guy, he's not really an enemy to the human, but his ideas are enemies. And, uh, yeah. Is wrong. Okay. 
No, I'm not actually saying Jesus. So in the Sermon on the Mount, he tells the Jewish people, like, you got to love your enemies. And so I'm thinking, well, why doesn't John tell us to love our enemies? I choose to interpret that as he's basically speaking to the new world the new covenant, the Holy Spirit, the God changing the hearts, putting the words on our hearts. That when he was speaking on the Sermon on the Mount, he was speaking to Jewish people who for a thousand years have always had enemies. Just because of the way God set things up in the past. These were God's chosen people. So they were, they had physical energy. And I'm saying we're moving, we, we agree, we talk about it, oh no, yeah, everything's spiritual now. Well, guess what? That means, that doesn't mean that, but I'm suggesting that. God says love one another, but just to love one another is people. Now, we also know that our battle is not against flesh and blood. That's why I'm saying we used to think our enemies were people, flesh and blood people. I'm saying, like, well, what if we think that it's actually spiritual that make us think that that person is our enemy, when really they're not our enemy. One, two, they just may be confused. Not, other, not totally understand what's going on. And that's where spiritual warfare, when you tell us there's warfare, conflict between people, is over the ideas and thoughts of a lot of people that we value. So, this guy doesn't get me. Part of me was thinking, oh, send another note in the hope that he would finally come around and say, hey, you know, my battle is not with you, the person in the flesh. My battle is with the spirit of truth and lie and you're uh, coming at me from a position of a lot. Now he won't want to hear that. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm going to restrain. And I've restrained on calling them other things too. But what tends to happen is when people start pushing the button, and maybe I did this to him, we go back to our flesh, our logic, because our brains don't want to work through this. Hi. My brains don't want to work practicing my one-minute speeches and three-minute speeches about, hey, what's this book about? So, yeah, I'm a new writer. I'm a new author. I don't know where it's going. I have no ideas of grandeur of writing a series of books. But maybe, maybe it's just start with one. You just gotta get it going, right? I'm just saying, you don't have to get it first. You just have to get it going. 
so that's what I'm going to do with this thing. And it's about transformation. You need to be around. I'm not, I haven't found it yet. The first one, maybe. Not, I'm not the only one. But I'm really emphasizing this transformation. I need to I'm not enough love. I'm not enough I'm out of distribution. You are better than me. But you're in your heart, you want to be better. You want to be better. So you might put yourself down and think, it's not loving enough. That person up there is loving enough. That's the really good thing. What is that to do? You follow it. So we all tend to compare ourselves to others. God of the universe is saying, what is that to do? And if we can all move to that exact direction, man, we have peace. And I don't so much strife and argument. Instead of putting up standards, saying you must be at least at this level, instead of putting standards up, Okay, folks. Grace, mercy, and peace. Amen.